This is your Cronkite News to Go briefing. I'm Ayana Hamilton. In Maricopa County, black babies are two and a half times more likely to die before the age of one. That's more than any other race. Roxanne De La Rosa tells us about a state-funded program working to combat the high infant mortality rate within the black community. I met Donye Stokes at a neighborhood park in Southwest Phoenix. In 2006, she became pregnant with her daughter while attending college. After becoming ill during her pregnancy, her doctor told her it was just morning sickness. The sickness got so bad that I had to withdraw from school altogether. And at the same time, I was going back to the doctor and the doctor would say he didn't know what was wrong and that it was just morning sickness. It got so bad that I was in and out of the hospital like every week. For seven months, Stokes was unable to hold down food and she lost 80 pounds. A female doctor in the same clinic saw that Stokes was weak and could barely walk. And one of the other doctors recognized that I was having so much trouble. And she pulled me to the side and she said, Danya, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be having this much trouble while you're pregnant. Something, something else has to be wrong. She said, well, I want you to make an appointment with me. And this was a doctor that worked in the same office as the other doctor that I was seeing on a regular basis. And she said, no, I want you to come and see me and we're going to run some tests and figure out what is going on. Stokes was diagnosed with thyroid issues. She felt she wasn't being heard or listened to by her original doctor. Statistics show that black infants in Maricopa County are two and a half more times likely than any other race to die before the age of one. Melanie Beatty is the director of South Phoenix Healthy Start. She knows from experience that these statistics are accurate. We see a lot of people who don't believe that the infant mortality rate, the maternal mortality rate, is as bad as it is. There are a number of things that lead into it. Um, structuralized um, and systemized um, racism is, you know, certainly one of those. Beatty also says access to health care, good nutrition, and transportation are factors in high infant mortality rates. We just refer back to the data. Data doesn't lie. And so when we look at just the numbers, we have to then do something about it. We have to try to you know, make health outcomes better for women and men in our community. South Phoenix Healthy Start is working to bring those numbers down. It offers doula services, childbirth classes, and education for moms to advocate for themselves. Tatiana Loncar is a health educator who works one-on-one -on -one with mothers and families. Loncar says she hears the same concerns from other women like Stokes. Something that we see and hear quite often about is the fact that they do not feel heard. They don't feel that when they're going to the doctor, they don't feel heard. If they're experiencing uh, symptoms, they're not being taken seriously. They're not doing specific testing that the mom feels should be done. Pain management is really difficult to really get assistance with. So moms are noticing that they're being dismissed in what they know that they're feeling. Loncar says the solution is to be a disruptor to the system. She says more black doctors and doulas would also help the disparities. 
we constantly are seeing the disparity in how many black doctors there is and nurses, even doulas. That is really important to be able to see those in those spaces. And also within making policy changes, you cannot have people making changes for a community that they are not inviting to the table to make change for. Today, Stokes' daughter is 16 years old and will be graduating from high school next year. Stokes' advice to new mothers? I would say if you don't feel heard, if you don't feel seen, there are other doctors. You can switch providers. You can ask more questions. You can research the doctors that you want to go to. But the main thing is, is to really ask questions. Write things down. Just focus more on your health care and what your needs are. Roxanne De La Rosa, Cronkite News. Thousands of black girls and women go missing every year. The racial disparity and the response they get from the police and newsrooms is an increasing problem. Women's Leadership Project Standing for Black Girls wants to increase awareness of the issue and bring justice to the missing and murdered black girls across the nation. In the Mert Park in Los Angeles, black women came together to share their stories, sing, and chant about the missing and murdered black girls. Sikivu Hutchinson is the founder of the Women's Leadership Project. She says the community should be outraged that black women are more likely to be killed than non-black women. This event and this gathering is, is really to uplift and amplify the voices, the lived experiences, and the stories of black girls who continue to be adultified, who continue to be demonized, who continue to be dehumanized and not being held space for. We are holding space unapologetically for black girls and women across sexuality. Queer, cis, trans, gender expansive, femme, black women and girls. Hutchinson said they started the hashtag standing for black girls at the height of the pandemic to address the fact that there are many black girls who couldn't find affordable health care. From 2003 to 2019, the rates of suicide among black girls, babies 12 to 14 years old, increased by 49%. Can we go to sleep on that as a community? We will never go to sleep and turn our backs on black girls who are suffering, who are dying, who are crying out for mentors and crying out for care. We're standing for black girls. We're standing for black girls. Cause our lives matter more than you think. Hutchinson is also part of a rock band, Distant Engines, along with the event photographer Zori Petrus. They premiered their new song, Standing for Black Girls. Another artist, Honey Blue, brought up the energy with her music. Take a look. Take a look through my eyes. Take a look through my eyes. It's no surprise, yeah. No surprise. Take a look through my eyes. Take a look through our eyes. This movement and this event is about the black women that are continuously murdered, that are continuously gone missing. If y'all don't take a look through any of the women's eyes here in these photos that you see and any of these stories, if you don't see yourselves in any of these women, 
These are our babies. These are our sisters. These are our family. One woman's story was highlighted throughout the day. Her name is Matrice Richardson. She was a 24-year-old black queer woman whose murder has never been solved. Dr. Rhonda Hampton shared the journey of the attempt to find Matrice. There was one man, he like filmed for like, a, I think it was Channel 11, and he pulled me off to the side and he said, listen, you can't listen to what they're saying you. And that's where I first heard the term missing white women syndrome. A term coined by the late PBS news anchor Gwen Ifill, missing white women syndrome refers to the mainstream media's seeming fascination with covering missing or endangered white women and its seeming disinterest in cases involving missing people of color. I had never heard of that. And he said, you're going to have, here's a number, and you're going to have to start calling the media, and you're going to have to start getting help because no one's going to care. She's a black woman and she's missing. Hampton says she called the media and they showed up, but unfortunately, the story was twisted. It was up to the people who cared about her to keep her true story alive. Matrice's story opened Hampton's eyes to the missing black woman out there. The fight still continues to get other stories like Matrice's heard. For Cronkite News Los Angeles, I'm Ayanna Hamilton. Tax credits bring in a lot of money for nonprofits and schools. Here's Kenny Rasmussen discussing how tax credits can be used to reduce the taxes you owe directly to the state. The state tax credit program is a way to potentially benefit charitable organizations. Rebecca Wilder of the Arizona Department of Revenue describes it as a mutual benefit to taxpayers and charities. This program is a is an opportunity for taxpayers to be able to put some of their tax dollars toward a qualifying charitable organization of their choice. Money given to the organizations found within the Department of Revenue's qualified charitable organizations list can be written off your taxes. In 2021, state taxpayers got $750 million worth of credit. Wilder states, as a general rule, people participating in the tax credit program have increased over time. It varies from year to year, but we're seeing over time more and more people are participating in this tax credit. The Southwest Human Development Center is a qualified charitable organization focused on assisting families with children ages 5 and below. Their chief development officer, Jake Adams, says the tax program makes a huge difference to the work he does. And then right now in the springtime as people are doing their taxes, this is when we see the largest number of individual contributions to Southwest Human Development. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. One thing Southwest Human Development puts its credits towards is books, which Adams says are incorporated in every program. Generally, Adams believes that with the assistance of the program, Southwest Human Development is able to improve its outreach and assist more developing children. We would not be able to reach nearly the number of families that we're able to reach because of the tax credit if it did not exist. Hundreds of charitable organizations in Arizona qualify for this program, including other education-based organizations, foster care centers, and charities with a variety of causes. Kenny Rasmussen, Cronkite News. For more information on tax credits, visit azdor.gov slash tax credits. We had help today from Roxanne De La Rosa and Kenny Rasmussen. You can learn more about the stories you heard in today's news update by going to cronkitenews.azpbs.org. That's all for your Cronkite News to go. I'm Ayana Hamilton.